Hello everyone. Welcome to Inis Words with David Pianola. <laughs> and happy Sunday, guys. Happy Sunday. How's our Sunday going? Because mine is going very great. Yes. I feel so great. So, so great. And guys, data did not disappoint though. But network. Network almost disappointed. But God is greater. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. So today, guys, we are going to be discussing on a topic. Yeah, we're not t- talking about the particular topic, and I feel it's quite interesting. And I hope and pray that you also find it interesting. So, guys, the topic for today is um Judah and Tamar. See after me, Judah and Tamar. <laughs> it's actually an extract from um from one of them Francis Rivers books titled A Lineage of Grace. So the book talks about um five women. Tama and other four women. So, but today we're going to be discussing about Tama. But I realized that we can't, like, I can't actually discuss Tama without discussing Judah. So, for today, we're going to be discussing Judah. And this topic spans for three Sundays. So, today is the first Sunday, leaving us with just two Sundays left to dwell on this topic. Amen, somebody. Amen. <laughs> so guys, Judah and Tamar. So who is Judah? I know some of us might actually know who Judah is, but that won't still stop me from telling us who Judah is. So who is Judah? Judah is um, one of Jacob's um, 12 sons. Yes, he's, he's the fourth son of Jacob. And his mother's name is Leah. Leah is Judah's mother. Jacob is Judah's father. And is the fourth born. One, two, three, four. Judah is the number four son of Jacob and Leah. And you know, while Leah actually gave birth to her first three sons, those are like Judah's eldest or elder brothers, she was particular about winning Jacob's love. Why? She was so particular about winning Jacob's love because Jacob didn't actually love her. I don't know what I'm saying. In the Bible, it was it was Rachel, Jacob actually loved and wanted to marry. But one thing led to another, and Jacob had to marry Leah first, then Rachel after. So you kind of get it when Leah is actually particular about winning Jacob's love. He, she she was in a place of first wife, but she was not the most loved wife. So Jacob loved Rachel a lot. So while Leah was actually giving birth to her three sons, she was so particular about winning Jacob's love. I really told you the reason. Not until she actually gave birth to Judah did she make the statement, Now I will praise the Lord. Every time she was, you know, when she gave birth to her first child, she was always telling God, Ah, now Jacob will love me. Second one, now Jacob will love me. Third one, now Jacob will love me. It was not until she actually gave birth to her fourth son, which is Judah, that she acknowledged the fact that now she's going to praise the Lord. But yes, guys, so what I'm actually trying to drive at is Judah's name actually means praise. It's a very cool name, guys. Very, very cool. You can go and put that in your diary for the names you want to name your kids because I already put it in mine. I'm going to name my child Judah. <laughs> So, Judah actually means praise, yes, praise the Lord, somebody, hallelujah. So, also guys, Judah means praise, 
but at the same time was also Judah who suggested that Joseph be sold to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. Oh, how mean can that be? That is so mean. It is a very mean thing to do. Yes. So Joseph was sold for 20 pieces of silver. He was sold into slavery for 20 pieces of silver by his stepbrother. Who can also be like we can also say that Judah and Joseph are cousins. Apart from them being brothers, stepbrothers, they are also cousins because Leah and Rachel are sisters. So, guys, back to Judah. Judah sold Joseph into slavery for 20 pieces of silver, and they himself and his brothers, other brothers, they they went to Jacob, their father, and told them about Joseph's death. Joseph was actually sold. He was not killed. But they went to their father to lie. Like, and you know what they did? They took Joseph's coat, his coat of many colors that his father made him. They took it to Jacob and told Jacob that an animal killed Joseph. I know Jacob seen his favorite son's coat in blood wept. He was inconsolable. Did I say wept? Jesus. He wept rather. And he was inconsolable for a very long time. He was in a mournful state for a very long time. Because Jacob, sorry, Joseph is Jacob's um, favorite son. So back to Judah, guys. You know, after all these issues, after all these situations that have happened, that Judah was the ringleader, you know, Judah left home. It was just like, just after a short period of time, he left home. So that is going to bring us to the question, why? Why did Judah leave home? Well, Francine Rivers made points to that, like he pointed out the reason why Judah might have left home, or probably the reason why Judah left home. And the reason is that his conscience, you know, he was the ringleader, he was not that sold Joseph. So, which means he was not that put the father, which is Jacob, in a state where he cannot be consoled. Because Jacob actually mourned Joseph for a very long time. Yes, he did mourn him for a very, very long time. So, I think Judah's conscience just couldn't put him at peace. He was not at peace at all. So, he had to leave home. So Judah left home, and guys, Judah did not just leave home to go and stay on his own. No, did not do the big man thing. I'm like, well, I'm moving out of the house. I'm going to rent my own apartment. I don't want to stay with my father anymore. I want to be an independent man. Well, he was an independent man, but he did not leave home to go and live alone. Mm-mm. He left home to stay with the Canaanites. So Canaanites, as at that time, were idol worshippers. And the people of Jacob, as Jacob and his family, were God worshippers. So you can see the contrast when Judah leaves home to go and stay with the Canaanites. And guys, he didn't just go and stay with the Canaanites. He went ahead to marry a Canaanite woman. You see what I'm trying to say now? He did not just leave home and go and stay with the Canaanites. Mm-mm, he did not do that. He went ahead to copulate, copulate with a Canaanite woman. 
yes he married a Kenyanite woman and the two of them married and the woman conceived and bore him a first son by the name her her is spelled he her like that's the shortest spelling of name i've ever seen in my life he are just two letters and then another one the Canaanite woman conceived again and bore him another child another son his name is onan o-n-a-n then the woman added another one another conceiving i'm sorry and she conceived again and she gave birth to sheila s-h-e-l-a-h some people say it's sheila but i don't know sheila is comfortable for me so guys judah and this particular canaanite woman had three sons yes eh onan and sheila and the bible records that these two sons sorry three sons but he actually records just the two sons record give, give us a, a, an account of the two first two sons behavior the bible says in the book of genesis chapter 38 verse 7 so i'm going to read guys say but her judah's firstborn was wicked in the sight of the lord and the lord killed him mm. Mm. but her judah's firstborn son was wicked in the sight of the lord and the lord killed him so i'm going to leave that aside her was wicked in the sight of the lord and the lord did what the lord killed him put that one aside then down to the second son i'm going to read about him from the book of genesis chapter 38 verse 10 and it says and the thing which he did the he is honored displeased the lord therefore he killed him also that one aside too boom leaving judah's first two sons killed who killed them the lord the lord god killed them so the question now is why why did god kill them you know like when i was reading francine's book and i told you that it it opened my mind it gave me a lot of answers and i actually wept oh god like tears have come to my eyes right now Oof. they're gone <laughs> so guys what happened what went wrong well the answer didn't just come to me merely sitting down and thinking about it it came to me while i was reading my bible and i have said other christian books thank god for that so what happened what went wrong for me i think what actually went wrong was that judah married a what a canaanite woman judah was a god worshiper but he went ahead to marry an idol worshiper you know there's this this verse of the bible that says do not be only unequally yoked with unbelievers and that is um, second corinthians 6 14. second corinthians 6 chapter 14. it says do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness 
with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness i did not say this it is in the bible second corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 so guys judah made a mistake a very big mistake and it cost him lives of his sons two sons you know you can you, you can imagine how these children would have actually turned out if judah had married right you know if they were if, if they were actually in a good um like a good family where the all fire or be the fire on the altar is burning the fire the prayer like you know they say when your altar is on fire your altar of prayer is on fire but you know the altar i mean the prayer was not on fire the altar of prayer was not on fire <laughs> in the family of judah it was not the like their their religious life was was just there judah's wife was worshiping her idols judah was not doing anything he was not worshiping god he was not worshiping idols he was just there so apparently the children were just confused they were confused they didn't i'm very sure they were not even idol worshippers so they didn't know what to do they just had to just go with the flow of whatever comes to them so you know the bible says i was wicked you know how wicked can a man be like how how wicked could he have been that made god actually killed him and what exactly did onan did like what did he do how big is that thing that onan did that displeased god and god actually killed him we are going to be getting there later, but not today. What, what I'm actually driving now today is still about Judah's marriage. So we have it nowadays now in our present world, like a believer yoking himself unequally with a non-believer. Guys, it's actually very hard because you know I've I've been in that position. Should I just say I'm in that position presently? But it's not as if I'm, it's not as if I'm marrying or I'm getting married to a non-believer. Don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to let you know that I I understand how hard it can actually be taking that decision not to or to actually do it. It's actually very hard. All sincerity. But with God, everything comes easy and what and light. Yes, your yoke, your body is light when there's god and when there's jesus so you know okay some of us might actually be asking now what is who is a believer and who is an unbeliever so i'll just put it out there a believer is a child of god born again by faith in jesus christ who is a believer once again a believer is a child of god born again by faith in jesus christ leaving us with the answer that an unbeliever is also someone like an unbeliever is someone who does not believe in jesus christ you know jesus died for our sins we are able to reach god through jesus not everybody actually believes that so an unbeliever once again is a child of god born again by faith in jesus christ and an unbeliever is someone who does not believe in Jesus. So, back to Judah. Judah was a God worshipper 
his wife and idol worshiper and it affected their children a lot like it pains me when i can't think of what uh, an owner could have actually achieved if they were if their parents already if, if their parents had made the right decisions so if you are out there you are a believer you believe in jesus christ and you are under pressure we are not actually under pressure but you feel you actually do like someone and the person is not actually an like the person is actually an unbeliever i want you to go back sit and think about it because this is not just about you and it is not about your partner it is about the future and what is coming in the future is what the kids the children marriage is not a short-term thing it's a it is a long-term like very long like you you like the way it's, the way it's said is that you even spend more time with your spouse than you spent with your parents and your siblings so marriage is not just a short-term issue it is a very long-term distance you don't just enter into it like i like him i love him fine love is needed but as it has been said in the world that the people around in the world say it nowadays that love is not enough and actually it's very sincere with even in the bible love is not enough Mm-mm. love is naturally enough for you to hold a marriage and i'm talking about money now money is not the other thing money is part of it but money is not the most important thing making the right decisions trusting in god having a foundation in christ is the number one thing you know do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever you know there's the example you know yoke is like i read this one that yoke is like you know don't um you know that that thing that you used to hold two donkeys together then you hold with the load and all so when donkeys are donkeys are together yoked by a particular thing then the yoke that is yoking the two donkeys together is yoking the donkeys also to a load so when what we mean unequally yoked is the two donkeys are actually meant to be of equal weight and equal strength so they'll be able to drag or carry the load that is like that has been yoked to them but when the donkeys are unequally yoked it means a donkey is bigger and stronger then the other donkey is smaller and weaker which means the weight of the load will be on the stronger and bigger donkey and while the weight of the load is on the stronger and bigger donkey the weaker one won't be able to assist the stronger one i don't know i don't even understand what i'm saying so there has to be a balance don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers i get it guys i do understand you it is actually very hard very very hard because i've told you it's something i've experienced and it's something i'm kind of still experiencing i know how hard it is to let go of someone you actually think you love or someone you actually love but 
the future is what is important so guys time is going and so one last thing i just have to say is that there are times that most of us i'm talking you know i've been talking to the single people now we are not married yet but if you are married and you are married to an unbeliever there are ways you can actually you know you can revive and help your marriage and that is you must pray for their situation like you don't just neglect them you don't wallow in pity no you take hold of yourself and you pray for their situation and you model a christian life a christian life is a christ-like life like you act like jesus jesus did a lot of things though he didn't jesus <laughs> jesus died for us so when they say act like jesus know you are into a lot of work know you are in to actually do a lot because jesus took a lot of things most of us cannot even take nowadays so guys that is going to be the end of this today and i really really pray god give us um the grace and the strength to not yoke ourselves with unbelievers i i pray jesus actually gives us that grace and if we are ready in need, i pray god gives us the grace to find our balance in the mighty name of jesus amen so guys this discussion continues so i would like you to follow me on instagram at and if you would not mind to actually join a discussion on whatsapp you can also message me so we can create a group page on whatsapp or telegram and if you just have something to say please feel free to drop a message for me i would listen to it thank you so much for listening to me thank you and i won't mind feedbacks bye guys and have a great sunday